Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. Mark is not here with us tonight. Uh, Something, I guess, happened while he was out on the road. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. He's okay. Uh, but he did call in to tell me that apparently his mom's up visiting from Florida and they were taking around the state showing her the sights and I guess they went up to Mount Washington and he didn't quite correctly calculate his time uh, as far as how long he thought it was going to take to get there. He thought it was only going to be like an hour and a half or two hours and it took him three. So I don't even know if Mark's going to show up tonight. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, well. 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. And, uh, Julia, you're sort of short notice here. I don't even know if you have anything that you uh, have in your show prep pile. But if so, we'll certainly get to that tonight. And uh, otherwise, we'll start things out with a, a lady that was arrested for reading the Constitution. You know, we talk about how the police state just keeps getting worse here in this country. Uh, a couple of ladies, or actually about five ladies, from the group Code Pink, which you might have heard uh, heard about before. It's a, a, a group of ladies that go out and protest the war together. Uh, they have been arrested for gathering on a sidewalk. Well, we'll let uh, a prison planet actually has the story here. Peaceful onlookers were arrested by police for reading the Constitution on Tuesday, while a pro-war group was allowed full freedom of speech in Washington, D.C. recently, and another flagrant example of how American cops are now enforcers of a tyrannical police state. Police are required to swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, but that didn't stop them from kidnapping members of the Code Pink group who gathered on a nearby sidewalk to calmly express their disagreement with a neocon pro-war event taking, near, uh, taking place nearby by reading the Bill of Rights. The the pro-occupation group Vets for Freedom held a rally at Upper Senate Park, Washington, D.C. over uh, the weekend, and their guest speakers include included uh, some neocon scumbags like Joe Lieberman and John McCain. Uh, a common theme of the event was that U.S. troops in Iraq were there to protect the freedom of the Iraqi people, but this freedom apparently didn't extend to the group of American citizens that decided to use their First Amendment right of free speech. Why don't we protect our own freedom first, and then we'll talk about Iraqi freedom? Yeah, these cops didn't really seem uh, too interested in uh, protecting any sorts of freedom. Um, the, the video that they posted on the site over at uh, at Prison Planet doesn't actually show the arrests when they start, because the guy with the camera shows up a little late, though you can see there's some other cameras there. Some some more videos may come out uh, as time goes on here. But they do show it's about a 10 minute long video. It's not too. It's not something we can really play on the air. But the video essentially shows this guy arriving on the scene, and he's arriving as the women are being taken to the paddy wagon. Now, just to give you an idea, what we're talking about here, we're not talking about some dangerous-looking females that are angry and shouting or anything like that. We're talking about some old motherly-looking ladies, some women um, that obviously are are calm. They uh, they've they've got their head on their shoulders. Uh, they're very very understandable. They're not shrieking or they're not freaking out or anything like that. They're they're showing uh, a, a lot of restraint I, when they could have been very very upset. I mean, they were being arrested for speaking in a public park. Now, from the interviews that the guy with the camera does, it doesn't appear to be apparent that they had any sort of amplification. They didn't have uh they did not apparently have any sort of megaphone or anything like that to where they could have uh, accused them of some sort of amplified sound protest or something like that. They were just arrested because they 
apparently didn't have a permit to be there or something like that. Maybe maybe it was the fact that I think that they were allowed to to uh, stand by and hold signs, but the cops didn't want them to actually speak. So they were arrested so for speaking. So you don't speaking. have to have a permit to hold signs, but you have to have a permit to speak. To speak. Well, it depends on where you are, because there are some places in the country where you do have to have permits, uh, a permit to hold signs. We can talk about that in a moment. But we're talking about uh, Washington, D.C. for now, where these five ladies from Code Pink were arrested. The events... Oh, by the way, police refused to say what the charges were and refused to answer any questions while the demonstrators were hauled into the paddy wagon. And there was quite a bit of footage of this. You would think that, you know, if the police wanted to present themselves in some sort of manner, uh, well, you know, if they cared in the least about public relations, in the least about their image amongst the public and the population, and not, you know, you would think they wouldn't want to look like thugs. Like They're th- just doing their job. Well, they could have made some excuses. They could have said something like that. They could have said, well, we're just doing our jobs. Uh, we're arresting them from disorderly conduct or rearresting them for fill-in-the-blank, whatever BS charge they like to throw at people. But they didn't. There were cameras around. There were other people around that weren't being arrested. They were just watching this happen. And people were throwing out the question to the cops. Why are you arresting them? They, it, now, they don't have an obligation to tell the people around there why they're arresting the people. But it might have made them look a little bit more reasonable if they could come up with something. I'm not saying I would have agreed with them. I'm not saying I would have thought it was reasonable. But it, might have, it would have been something they could have done. They wouldn't even tell the women what they were being arrested for. Do they have to tell you what you're being arrested for? Apparently not. But once again, it's just a matter of, well, do they have to? Maybe not. But should they, as a courtesy, should they to show that they're reasonable human beings? You know, to show that they're actually people? Show their humanity? Should Should they for those reasons? I think so. But when they stand there, stone-faced with their big old uh, sunglasses on, arms crossed the chest, and their hats, and their badges, and their, uh, their spiffy uniforms, and looking all authoritative, they, you know, that's, the, that's what the image they're putting off. They're putting off that, you know, we don't owe you anything, citizen. We don't owe you any explanation for what we're doing. We're just going to stand here, and you're going to watch it. You're going to be happy that we aren't taking away your video camera yet. Or That's, arresting you. Right, right. That's the attitude that I got from this whole thing. And, uh, th- you know, that's what's going on here in this country. Uh, the events echo similar incidents across the pond in Britain where a woman was questioned by police and entered into the anti-terror database for reading a mainstream newspaper that had an anti-war headline. In October of 2005, another woman was arrested and convicted for reading out names of British soldiers killed in Iraq at London's cent- uh, Cenotaph. Much to the chagrin of the neocon trolls who attempted to skew the events seen in the video by claiming the Code Pink group were heckling parents of slain U.S. soldiers, one of the five ladies arrested was an Iraq veteran herself. Screw screw you, anonymous coward. I serve my country honorably and uh, proudly and with my head, not my knees. Dissent is patriotic, and if you want to go work for a king, go flip burgers, retorted one individual in response (laughs) to the neocons who tried to justify their arrests on internet message boards. So, uh, just a couple, you know, five nice ladies out protesting, protesting the war, arrested for literally reading the Constitution. Now, if... now, if they were being disruptive, if they were running through the crowds, knocking people over and being... Throwing rocks. Right. If they were being awful, throwing bottles, that sort of thing, then 
I could understand that. Then they would be doing something that was certainly disruptive and not just speaking out. And if they were doing those things, then you'd think the police would say something like, well, they were throwing bottles. Oh, okay. It seems like they're just drawing more attention to the police stateness of it by arresting them, not giving a reason, and not arresting them for anything that's even somewhat justifiable in anyone's mind. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the more they do this stuff, the more we're going to talk about it, and the more people are going to have their attention drawn to this, and they're going to hopefully at some point, and I was talking about this on the show I was on this morning, um, American AM on, in uh, Tampa Bay had me on their program at 8 this morning. I put the archive up on the front page of freetalklive.com if you want to listen to it. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And, you know, we were talking about how people need to, they just need to be awakened from their slumber. Back in revolutionary times, they revolted over a 1% sales tax on tea. Now, the co-host on the show I was on said, well, that's because it was taxation without representation. Are you kidding me? Representation? I'm being taxed like 50% of my income here, and that's being conservative with my estimates, right? The average American taxed anywhere from 50, 60 to 70% of their income, and they're supposed to feel good about that because they're being represented? You should feel lucky. I'm letting you keep half of your money. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you're being represented in Washington, D.C.? You absolutely. Yeah, you no, don't feel that way? No. No, I don't. Not at all. In fact, it's impossible for Americans to actually be represented by these people. The people in Washington, D.C. and your state capitals, they don't represent anybody but themselves and their buddies. And that's about as far as the representation goes. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. It's 1-800-259-9231. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. We've got live streams there. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both for free at freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That is LegalZoom.com. Now, we started the show out with a story about some ladies from the anti-war group Code Pink. Yeah, some middle-aged ladies, maybe 40 to 60 years old, that uh, were arrested on Saturday in Washington, D.C. for standing nearby a pro-war protest and speaking out. They read, in, in fact, they read the First Amendment to the Constitution. It was shortly after that they were arrested. Now, Something about the right to assemble. We don't know what the, uh, well, obviously that's, that stuff is in the Constitution, but we know they don't care, the government doesn't care much about the Constitution anymore. Um, and they were in a public park, so it's not like they were on somebody's private property. I could have understood if there, were, if there was a, you know, a gathering of neocons in a hotel room somewhere, right. and they barged and in with uh, <laughs> their banners and flags chanting. I could understand removing them from that situation. But they were in a public park in Washington, D.C., and they were arrested, put into the paddy wagon, and taken away, all on videotape, all while the police were being asked by the ladies and the crowd around them, what they were being charged with, cops refused to answer. They would not answer the questions. Huh. And they just stood there, stone silent. 
And you you asked sort of rhetorically, well, is it legal to hold banners but not legal to speak out? Maybe in Washington, D.C., but not if you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. According to LewRockwell.com's blog, Brian Hare of Greensville, uh, Greenville, Wisconsin, writes in, he says, this YouTube video shows the interaction of police officers kicking two Ron Paul sign holders off of a pedestrian sidewalk along a city street that overpasses a freeway and threatening that ambiguous catch-all of police thuggery, disorderly conduct, and a $250 fine. He says, uh, keep in mind, the sign they're holding is made with rip-proof Tivec and securely fastened to two-by-two lumber. It's entirely safe. It's also interesting to note the state of Wisconsin extorts 12% of the profits from billboards, and the state doesn't seem to mind those distractions. Note the personal legal advice the police officer uh, generously and expertly provides on reducing the sign holder's potential tort liabilities. Once again, it's a fairly lengthy video, so I'm going to summarize what goes on here. Uh, These guys are on an overpass. And we've seen pictures all over the Internet of Ron Paul signs and, and various other homemade signage. Right. Like we've driven around here in New Hampshire and seen, you know, welcome home, Sergeant so-and-so. Right. Uh, up, on, up on overpasses. And those are signs that have been left there that have just somebody attached it to the overpass and walked away. This is a sign that was not being attached to anything. It's a sign that was being held in the hands of someone who is a Ron Paul supporter. So... The cops came along, and they ordered them to uh, to not hold the signs there, and they said that, you know, you're going to be in violation, disorderly conduct charge, and so on and so forth. And the cop was talking about, you know, why you can't do this. It could distract the drivers. The truck driver could be driving along there, and he could look up, and then you could cause an accident. And well, what about girls with their butts hanging out, walking around on the streets? That's obviously a problem, too. But that's a uh, distraction. We should be arresting any girl with her butt hanging out. Well, in fact, the, uh, the the guy with the camera in this particular case, and again, this is over at the Lou Rockwell blog at lourockwell.com. Just click on the blog and scroll down to Ron Paul Banners or Disorderly <laughs> Conduct. Anyway, um, after the cop said this thing about, the cop said to him, well, there could be a truck driver down there that looks up at your sign and then causes an accident. And the guy said, well, would that, wouldn't that be his responsibility to keep his eyes on the road? And the, co- the, the officer says, well, partially. Really? So now it's <laughs> my fault that someone took their eyes off the road and they, they don't know how to drive? And then he also pointed, the guy with the sign, pointed out to some of the street signs, because it's right over the top of an, an interstate or state road or something, and you can see those big green street signs overhanging right. the, uh, the road. And he says, well, what's the difference between the driver looking at my sign and your signs down there? The cop's excuse is pretty lame to that one. He basically said, well, that's on private property. So apparently in Green Bay, Wisconsin... You aren't allowed to hold signs by the side of the road anywhere. According to the officer, it didn't matter if there's just because it was an overpass. It's anywhere. If you, don't, if you don't have a permit, you don't have the ability to hold a sign in America, or at least in Wisconsin. So, yeah, you can't hold signs either in this country. So you can't speak if you're at a public park, and you can't hold signs anymore. So these are the things we've learned tonight. Take that, uh, you know, take that as a lesson if you're ever going to go out there and do something. Apparently, you need to ask mommy governments. They, you've got to get their permission before you want to speak out in this country. Freedom of speech. Oh, it's still free to speak as long as you ask nicely first, right? Uh, here's a few more thoughts from the blogger. 
He says earlier this week, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation visited the heroic sign holders to to express hope for America. No, just kidding. They handed the intrepid, liberty-loving volunteers a copy of the regulations and told them they couldn't erect a sign near the highway. Of course, the Department of Transportation is absolutely right, except for the fact that erect means to construct, and no one was constructing a sign over the highway. They are holding their personal property on a designated pedestrian right-of-way and expressing their political preference. Furthering the conspiracy to violate civil rights and chill political speech, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation came back the next day and made it obvious they were videotaping the two sign holders. A month prior, Green Bay police also hustled them off the pedestrian walkway, which was the start of this pattern of abuse. Given, this, uh, given that this current fact set of a peaceful sign holder being harassed by police decidedly parallels another local case from a few years ago in which law enforcement got, the refresh, got a refresher lesson on citizens' rights, you'd think they would have learned to leave peaceable people alone and start looking into local unsolved murders. On the other hand, perhaps all that revenue in writing tickets and collecting fines just to see what sticks makes the occasional civil rights violation lawsuit bearable for state and local taxpayers. So, good luck to the peaceful sign holders in Wisconsin. Apparently, that's illegal there. Can you believe this stuff? I mean, is there anybody out there that's listening to this, saying to themselves, yeah, we don't want those people out there holding their political signs. I mean, we don't want those people speaking out at public protests. We don't want people reading the Constitution in public in this country. What has this country come to? You know, sometimes I, I, when I hear stories or something like that, if, if it's something that I find really outrageous, I'll post it on this other message board that is not a political message board. Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed with some of the responses I get. So I might post this just to, just see, to see what, what I'll say. get because I can't understand how anybody could see this as, as okay. But I'll bet somebody there will say something about it just being great. And, the, you know, if you watch the video, the smarmy attitude of the cop, he's just a know-it-all. He knows everything about the law and what you're free to do and what you're not free to do. Cops and you, don't know anything. They know very little right, about Right, they the make law. it up as they go yeah. along is what they do. They're just guys with guns on their hips, and they're willing to use them, and uh, they're, they're, they're thugs. 800-259-9231. It's, it's outrageous. Uh, we've got Angel on the line in Riverside, California, listening on KCAA, uh, one of our sort of newish stations. It's not really official. We're looking forward to being official on there real soon. We're going to bring Angel on in moments. Hopefully she'll hang through. 800-259-9231. I want to hear from somebody that thinks the police should be cracking down on the people that want to hold signs on the side of the road. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. The wiki is on our website. We've got over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive there. W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. And it is Ian here with you. And Julia. Once again, 800-259-9231. And perhaps you might own or know somebody who does a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. 
Consequently, valuable time and resources are inevitably pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Let the professionals handle it. SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Talking about uh, some guys that were threatened with disorderly conduct charges and a $250 fine for wanting to stand by the side of the road with homemade Ron Paul signage. Uh, in This is in Wisconsin we're talking about. Love to hear from somebody that supports this sort of police state nonsense. Let's go to the phones and talk first to Angel in California, listening on KCAA. Hello, Angel. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, first of all, I like that... Uh, jen, 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 jen. I wish you'd play a little bit longer some of the rock music you come <laughs> in with. Well, you I don't get to hear it as much. No, you don't. I used to be a rock disc jockey, and they never let me actually play the music I wanted to, so now I can do it for 30 seconds at a time on my uh, Yeah, talk I hear show. you. I'm in that same boat. Um, I like Static X. Do you listen to that much? I don't know what the new bands are all about. I, I do a talk show now, and I don't really have time to pay attention to music. But nonetheless... Uh, I hear you. It's not really that good listening to rock music on the AM band anyway, is it? Well, it's all distorted anyway, so it sounds pretty good. All right. What's what's on your mind, Angel? Well, what's on my mind is I do support the police in these cases where with this sign holding, because out here in in Southern California, we have a problem with the real estate people. Um, They got these sign uh, dancers, pretty much. (laughs) They're sitting here, and and they swing these signs, you know, come into this open home show and this and that. And it really is distracting, and I think there's a proper place for this. And, you know, people pay for advertising, whether it's on billboards and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, I, I'm sick of the people being out there holding their signs up. It, well, but the realtors are paying for it. Those realtors are paying those people to be out there and hold those signs. Well, sure they are. Um, but, like, in Orange County, it was made illegal because there's accidents and these people are getting out of control. First of all, half of them are illegal anyways. Second of all, they're they're actually like in the road, you know, and it really is distracting. We got enough problems with uh, cell phones and everything else nowadays, and I'm pretty much I'm I'm sick of people Are driving. Are you serious? Texting. Are you telling me you really want cops going around harassing people that are just trying to promote an open house and hold up a, a sign for a political candidate on the side of the road? Don't you think the cops should be out investigating rapes and murders? Well, you know what? There's enough cops, and I think oh, they okay. make enough money. They should be able to do all of that, and it shouldn't take but a second to tell somebody, hey, you can't be out here, so move along. are you anti-billboard as well? Would you like to have all those removed, too? Um, no, no, I, huh. I'm not anti-billboard. What about marquees? What about, you know, the, uh, the sign, uh, sign reader boards that underneath, like, the Wendy's, where you've got the letters that you can put up and organize in whatever way you want? Yeah, that's fine. You know what? I, that's I'm okay. Happy. I'm, I'm okay with those, because they don't jump around in front of you. They're not sticking signs out on the, over the road, um, and they they don't move. You know, yeah, some of the neon jump stuff out moves. In front yeah, that's you? fine. But well, if they, yeah, if they that, want to jump out in front of cars, then they're going to get what's going to come to them eventually. I don't know if that's the that's most true. And we got to look out for the safety of this. This is why yeah. they shouldn't be out there doing this. You mentioned cell phones. How do you feel about people putting on makeup, eating? How about having kids in the back seat or something like that? Should that all be? Um, people... Oh, yeah, we should do away with kids for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I can't you, tell you now if you're just trying you to be absurd or not. Out of pants. I'm sorry, what was that? Yes. I'm sorry. What um, about butts hanging out of pants? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that earlier, how that's a distraction. That is um, a distraction. I'm telling that, you. That is, you know, but uh, an ugly person like myself on the street's a distraction, you know? Right. How so, far do you want to go with this, dude? 
I'm I mean, not saying get rid of all that stuff. You know, I'm just saying me, the, the point is the the street, the sign holders. You know, stick your sign in your yard, stick it in your everywhere else you want to. How about the? Just, wait a minute. Now, how about the? the you want to talk about distracting? I consider these signs very distracting. Uh, there are these sort of uh, computerized marquees. They're not uh, like the old. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them, right? Where they it's animated and you can have yes. computer graphics up there. And it's very flashy and attractive. I've been to uh, Las Vegas. Right. And well, I mean, it's not even just Vegas. There are they're they're popping up, and uh, there's a town of twelve thousand people here in New Hampshire where they're all over the place. Right. And uh, you know, I don't. You know where they're at? They're on the side of the road. Okay, and they're going to be there, so you see it once, and you don't have to worry about it. You know, jumping out in front of you. But so they... is that your main issue? If they didn't jump out in front of traffic, then would you be okay with it? Um. I'm not so certain that I would be. Uh, I think there's a place for it. On the street is not the place for it in, in my eyes. All right, man. I'll leave it at that. And thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, what can you what can you say yeah. to that? They just want to control. He wants to control the behavior of of now, uh, these sign holding here's people. Here's the problem with that. I what if I live in the same city that you do, and I like the sign holders. Mm-hmm. So I paid for the road just like you did. So who wins? You know, there used to be a guy, and we've got a picture of him on our website at freetalklive.com. If you go to the Our Ugly Mugs picture section and scroll down a bit. Back when we did our local show in Sarasota, Florida, there was a guy that would dress up in a cow costume and stand out by the side of the road because he was advertising for a leather store. There was a leather store in that particular shopping center, and he'd hold up a sign and wave and honk. You know, he'd wave and jump around and do essentially what this guy's talking about. And the cow was great. It was very entertaining. People would honk at him. They'd wave at him. They'd, you know, they recognized him. People, when we talked about him on the air, people knew who this guy was, right? They, they knew he was the cow, right? And so, uh, I don't see what the problem is there. Uh, I mean, if you are such a bad driver that you can't notice something going on on the side of the road and continue to pay attention to what's going on in front of you, then you probably shouldn't be on the road. And I don't think we need the cops out there trying to uh, protect the le- the lowest common denominator. Yeah, they're meddling in affairs like that too much as it is. They're not doing things that people want them to do, like solving murders and stabbings and rapists and all that sort of all that sort of thing. Well, apparently some people want them to bust the guys from the side of the road. But they can't do that. What do you mean? What makes you think they're going to be able to do all of that plus solve some murders? Yeah. Um, 800-259-9231. There's enough of them, but they hang out in donut shops, so. <laughs> I just think they should leave these guys alone. If they want to jump, if these guys are really jumping out in front of traffic, it's only a matter of time before someone decides they don't want to stop. Yeah. That's not a, a right-of-way. If they accidentally no. fall into the middle of the road, sorry. That's the risk they take. Yeah. And they should be free to take that risk. Please don't clutter up. Please, please stop cluttering up our jails and our court system with nonviolent people. Please stop cluttering up our jails and court system with people that haven't harmed anyone else's person or property. If you can't drive, that's your problem. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Claudia in Arizona. Claudia, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Uh, Yes. Um, As far as uh, what you are talking about, about Ron Paul, the... um activists out there for Ron Paul, mm-hmm. that would be called selective free speech is what I would call it, where they will let uh, certain people have signs and then selectively not have other people with signs. Sure. Uh, but uh, that's what I would say was going on with that. What Absolutely. I really called about 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just agreeing with you. Absolutely right. They, uh, if they were holding a George Bush is the best sign, I doubt they would have been hassled by the cops. Exactly. That's the whole point of this. You know, it's not about real estate fines. It's it's uh, it's all about uh, election fines, and they are being selective on who they want, which we all know they are trying to. Uh, boycott Ron Paul as much as possible. So, Claudia, you said you had another reason for calling in. What was that? Yes, I called in uh, about, I was calling in about the Confederate flag. I am originally from Tennessee. Oh, okay. And uh, I grew up with the Confederate flag. In fact, our uh, basketball court had a Confederate uh, rebel flag in the, uh, on the, um, court underneath, uh, embossed underneath it, and Mm -hmm. we played basketball there and everything, but they came in uh, and made the school, the high school, pull that up. Oh, geez. Hang on. I'll let you tell the rest of the story in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. The Confederate flag doesn't stand for what people think it stands for. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then head over to the store and purchase some Free Talk Live branded merchandise, like Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies and more. We've got uh, also other things like the Free Talk Live bumper sticker, which is free, by the way. Uh, Also, uh, you'll find other products that don't even have our logo on it, store.freetalklive.com. We just want to offer them to you because they're cool store.freetalklive.com as we go back to claudia in arizona claudia you said you were uh, brought up in tennessee the school you went to had a confederate flag on the floor of the gym and you said they had to remove it and you're you're in the middle of telling your story when no we had to go to break so if you could continue um, i didn't say our basketball team was called the rebels Mm -hmm. so that that tells you a little bit about what the flag represented represented and anyway, they, uh, when the racial thing, they came in and made them, uh, tear up the gym floor and take this out of the gym floor hmm. because they said that it was racist. That's absurd. Yet- it's absolutely absurd that uh, people think that the Confederate flag has anything to do with racism. Uh, I what- was appalled because our basketball team, and we were raised that. It, the Confederate flag was just as you said. It was rebels, that, uh, and it was the Confederate flag. It had to do with the fact of uh, Tennessee being rebels against, uh, you know, the seceding and all of that. Right. You know, the Civil War. It really, yeah. it's really kind of an insult uh, to the entire, uh, the, the the whole concept of what the South was trying to do back then, to suggest that all they were about was slavery. It would be dishonest for us to say that that wasn't an issue. It certainly was uh, back then, but it wasn't the main issue that the war was fought over. Uh, the war was fought over the right to secede. These states in the South had decided they'd had it up to here with the Union, and they decided they wanted to just leave. I mean, they voluntarily went into the Union, so it follows that, logically, that they should have been able to leave the Union. And, uh, and there, you know, there's more to it than that. It was more than just about slavery. It was also about, uh, I think, textile manufacturing and taxes uh, and just unfair uh, taxes being burdened on the southern states as compared to the northern states. So they had a laundry list of, uh, of grievances with uh, the yeah, Union, and they had good reason to leave. 
it was totally independent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, at, when I was growing up, it was all, we were, uh, brought up with independence, not to depend upon anyone else, not to, you know, and that was one of the bad things that we were noted for. They thought that Tennessee people were odd because we were all basically independent people. And so, uh, you know, everybody took care of themselves and because mm-hmm. we were thought of ourselves as rebels. You know, something else should be pointed out. Um, it, it, to people that are just being, maybe there are people listening that are shocked that we would say this about the, the Confederate flag. You know, uh, every other country in the entire world ended slavery without going, uh, resorting to a civil war, without fighting uh, with cannons and gunfire amongst themselves. So the idea that America couldn't have done the same thing is absolutely absurd. We did not need to have a war to end slavery, and uh, it's, just, it's just historically inaccurate, and it was, the, it was the wrong thing to do. Abraham Lincoln was one of the worst presidents this country ever had, and I think we'd be a lot better off today had the uh, South been successful and actually seceded from the Union. I think that would have set a precedent that states were able to secede if they wanted to do so, and it's sad that... That, uh, that it had to come to violence like it did. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And now, Julia, you uh, weren't actually born in the South, but you've certainly spent a lot of time living there. And I'm sure you've seen your share of uh, Confederate flags oh, yeah. around town. It really is a shocker when you actually see, and this is something you can see if you go down South, you'll see black people that will fly the Confederate flag. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Do you think those black people believe that it's all about racism? <laughs> Absolutely not. They know what it stands for. 1-800-259-9231. The problem you know, is everybody who goes to government schools doesn't know what it stands for. Right. Government schools, they just gloss right over it. And and that's you're right. That's ex- exactly what the problem is. And this leads me to a story I had last night. But we didn't get to it from, uh, speaking of Tennessee, from Tennessee. Uh, secessionists are actually meeting there. This week, in an unlikely marriage of desire to secede from the United States, two advocacy groups from opposite political traditions, New England and the South, are sitting down to talk. As from the AP, tired of foreign wars and what they consider right-wing courts, the Middlebury Institute wants liberal states like Vermont to be able to secede peacefully. And that sounds just fine to the League of the South, a conservative group that refuses to give up on Southern independence. Uh, Michael Hill of Killen, Alaska... Oh, no, that's Alabama. Excuse me. We believe that an independent South or Hawaii, Alaska, or Vermont would be better able to serve the interest of everybody, regardless of race or ethnicity, uh, said the president of the League of the South. Separated by hundreds of miles in divergent political philosophies, the Middlebury Institute and League of the South are hosting a two-day secessionist convention uh, starting yesterday in Chattanooga. So it's going on as of uh, today. They expect to attract supporters from California, Alaska, and Hawaii. And I know that some uh, some New Hampshireites went to the last one they went uh, that they had last year. If they uh, if allowed to go their own way, New Englanders would probably allow abortion and have gun control, said Hill, while Southerners would probably crack down on illegal immigration harder than it is being now. You know, that's really I, – I hate it when they're drawing all New England into the same boat. Uh, New Hampshire is very, very different yes. from the surrounding states. Uh, New Hampshire would probably have freedom in all areas, I think, if if we could have our druthers. Uh, to, so please don't, you know, don't think that that's what all New Englanders want is gun control. In fact, Vermont doesn't want gun control. They have the most gun-free. I mean, they may be a liberal state, right? 
They may be a bunch of granola eaters in Vermont, but they don't want gun control. They understand that having a lax, uh, lax gun laws, they have the, the easiest going gun laws in the entire country. They understand that that's the reason why they also have the safest state in the entire country. So I don't know, who, you know. I don't know why, why that guy's saying that. But anyway, the U.S. Constitution doesn't explicitly prohibit secession, but few people think it's politically viable. Vermont, one of the nation's most liberal states, has become a hotbed for liberal secessionists, a fringe movement that gained new traction because of the Iraq War, rising oil prices, and the formation of several pro-secession groups. Now, the article writer is saying that few people think it's politically viable, and he may be right about that for now. But that's because people... When you bring up secession, if they even know what it really is, when you bring it up, they immediately think about the Civil War. And they immediately think, well, you can't do that in America. The, co- the, the federal government will stop you. The federal government will roll in tanks. They'll roll in troops. And that's exactly why we need to secede. What do you mean? Because the federal government is crazy and out of control. But they're, they're scary, Julia. They're going to roll in tanks. You don't want to die, do you? <laughs> well, no, but... I don't want to be a slave either. Do you really think that they would? I think that that is just, I think people are really overreacting when they say things like that. I don't believe for a moment. Look well, at what, look at Ed and Elaine Brown. Right. And the Civil War, people have to realize that during the Civil War, we did not have the technology and the effective communication right. abilities that we have today. So Yeah, we're traveled by all, horseback. Yeah, people all over the world would hear about the United States federal government moving tanks in on one of their own states just because they wanted to seize, secede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people all over the country would hear it, too. And uh, hopefully that would push them over the edge to where they were, uh, where they had had enough of this federal government and they would want to secede right. in their own mind. I'm hoping that somebody, somebody secedes. Maybe Vermont. I'd like it to be New Hampshire first. But if somebody secedes, then hopefully it will encourage other states to secede. Oh, because yeah. there are secession movements in a lot of states. Oh, it would pave the way. I mean, exactly. if, Vermont, if Vermont could succeed at secession... Then maybe Alaska would follow. Then, then everybody would know that it is politically viable to, uh, to secede. And everyone would also know that not only is it politically viable, but it's also a good idea. If you're tired of the federal government running roughshod over your freedoms, then just secede. Pull out of the union. And then uh, there go all your obligations to them. And, and not that you have any obligations. You never signed an agreement with the federal government. Unless you did, in which case I feel sorry for you. Uh, like people in the military, they signed agreements with the feds. Yeah. But, you know, the state, all it really has to do, any state, all they have to do is tell the feds, no, no more highway money, no more education money, no more fill-in-the-blank money. Because that's how the feds tie up the states. They get them entangled in all these strings. First, they just bribe them with money but eh, for certain programs and things like that. But then they start implementing rules once they get hooked on the money. Sure. And that's what needs to go. And if the states are courageous enough to actually say, the people in state governments, when I say that, that's what I mean, that if they're courageous enough to let go of those federal strings, to let go of that federal funding, then that should be all that and would, would is, be required to secede. It is possible. The only example I can think of off the top of my head is the New Hampshire seatbelt one. New Hampshire is the mm-hmm. only state at this point in time that doesn't have seatbelt laws. They could get the money. They could take yeah. federal dollars if they would just implement a seatbelt law. Right, and they try every year. Some people try every year, but they never pass. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Our friend Lauren Canario has been arrested again. We will uh, bring you that story here in moments and tell you what that was all about. Take your calls about whatever's on your mind. I'm in favor of secession. I think it's uh, it's time that people start seriously talking about this as an option. The more people talk about it, the more politically viable it will become. Hour two's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. As we roll into hour number two of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. So do enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. I said we'd talk about our friend Lauren Canario here in New Hampshire. She has been arrested yet again. If you're not familiar with Lauren, uh, go do a Google search uh, search on her because she is an amazing lady. In fact, she is one of my heroes. Uh, She's in her early 50s. I think she's maybe 50 or 51, something like that. And uh, she has moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project with her husband, Jim. And she is one of the best civil disobedience activists here in the state of New Hampshire. And she's just one of the nicest people you could ever interact with. Such a sweet, uh, calm, wonderful lady. Yes. And she's been arrested now. Gosh, I'm starting to lose track. Uh, She was arrested a couple times down in Connecticut, where she lived before she moved here. She'd actually moved to Connecticut from Nevada specifically for the purpose of helping defend the rights of the homeowners in the Kelo case. You may recall from a couple years ago, the Supreme Court came down with a decision that said it is okay for your local governments to take people's property and turn that property over to private owners. That's what was going on in the Kelo case where seven homeowners were being threatened with having their property confiscated by the state and because they didn't want to sell. They didn't want to sell their properties. They've had it they'd had it for generations many of the uh, the property owners and you know, it's their property. They put their life's work into it. They thought it was pretty important. And so they took it all the way to the Supreme Court. They lost. Lauren Canario showed up to help them uh, defend their freedom. She helped. Uh, she was there totally by their consent, and she was arrested once for standing in a stairwell while she was attempting to get into a city council meeting, which they had shut off from uh, any more public getting into the meeting because they didn't want dissenters in there. They arrested her for standing in a stairwell. Then they also arrested her for sitting on the front porch of one of the houses that was owned by the Kilo 7, one of the Kilo 7. She was just sitting there reading a book, and the cops came by and arrested her for it. So she's, she spent time in jail down there in Connecticut. She's since moved up here to New Hampshire, where she was arrested by the feds recently uh, as she attempted to go and visit the Ed and Elaine Brown household uh, because they, uh, the feds had set up an illegal roadblock actually checking people's papers and asking them questions about where they were going to um, on this road that Ed and Elaine Brown live, which, of course, is a a couple that's holed up in their home in Plainfield, New Hampshire, refusing to turn themselves into the federal government. And Lauren has gone to their house many a time. So this was just yet another visit she was attempting to pay to them. The feds arrested her. And uh, she was also arrested by the feds here in Keene at the IRS office for standing in the IRS office with a V mask on. You know, V from V for Vendetta. And so that's four, at least four times that I can think of. Now she's been arrested a fifth time. And she's not dangerous. She's not violent. She's not loud. She's just, she's trying to live free. See, Lauren's so, she's so crazy. She thinks she's a free person, right? She thinks that she can go around and go about her business without, you know, if, as long as she's not harming anybody else's person or property, she thinks that she should be uh, able to be free. And I think she's right. She should be. But the police disagree with her. And so the other night, uh, her and her husband were on their way home from the uh, gathering of free staters in Manchester, New Hampshire. It was about, I think, one in the morning. 
and the cops pulled her uh, pulled them over where they then asked her for driver's license registration and all that and well lauren i mean i don't want to put words into her mouth she's not here to speak for herself and until she is I mean, she, we'll, we'll probably have her on to talk about it when she gets out of jail but from what i understand she thinks that and i agree with this she thinks that going to the government and begging them for permission to be able to drive doesn't make you a free person. And so she figures, well, she's a safe driver because she's been driving for a long time. So if she just drives, then what's the problem with that? She's not harming anybody else. She's not putting anybody else in danger by being a safe driver on the roads. It's just that the state gets upset when you don't go and ask their permission to drive with their spiffy little driver's license and their registration and their tags that they want to put all over your vehicle. Now, this scares some people. Some people, um, they don't like the idea of not Mm -hmm. having driver's licenses and that sort of thing. If I'm not mistaken, most states, it's more recent that states started um, getting driver's licenses, isn't it? When you you say recent, what do you mean? Like within the last 50 years? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. recall. I know that we've talked about it on the show before, and I, I the can't remember. The history of the driver's license? I'm pretty sure, yes. I don't recall it. I'm, so, I'm positive that we've spoken of that before. I don't know. But I, it's I, been a while. I so. doubt you needed a driver's license back in the days of the horse and buggy, but that's just that's me a, speculating. I'm just speculating on that. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I'd, if I'd you have, know more I'll about, have to look it up. Now, if you know more, you can call in and uh, clarify for us at 800-259-9231. Or if you're outraged by the fact that an American would dare to drive in their vehicle, or dare to drive in their car without having a government permission slip, we'd love to hear from you as well at 800-259-9231. The charges, uh, and she still sits in prison. This happened on uh, late Tuesday night. She was charged with speeding. A unregistered vehicle, having an unregistered vehicle, having a suspended license, disobeying an officer, and apparently charged with resisting arrest, which that doesn't seem likely. She doesn't resist arrest. She uh, just stops cooperating. She just drops and lets them take her in. Right, Lauren Canario. She doesn't fight. Th- this is one of the reasons why she's the probably the best civil disobedience activist in the state is that she has a wonderful tactic of non-cooperation with the police. When the police want are arresting her, she does not assist them in any way. Most people, they're deathly afraid of the police, and for good reason. They're yeah. violent individuals who could snap at any moment, and you never. I mean, it's like dealing with a rabid I dog. I am deathly afraid of yes. the police. And you've been uh, harassed by them many a time in yeah. the past, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so people in general are frightened to death of the police. So when the police are arresting them, they don't want the police to crack them over the head with a baton or taser them or pepper spray them in the face or do whatever awful things they could do and that they've done to others in the past. So people go along with the police. They, If the police want to put them in handcuffs, they put their hands behind their back. If people want them to travel from one place to another, they walk with the police. It's an op- it's, unless the, it's, there's only two methods of operation for most people in America when it comes to dealing with the police. To fight the police, you know, if they're chasing you, to actually try to fight them off. Run away from them. And run away and that sort of thing, which they're going to catch you eventually, and then you will get a beat down if you're trying to fight the police. So most people either choose to fight and run... Or they choose to just obey. They just obey everything the police tell them to do. Lauren doesn't do either. She doesn't fight them. She doesn't physically resist them. But she also doesn't obey them. So when they want her to do something, they have to manipulate her physically in order to get her to do it. 
So if they want her to get from point A to point B, they have to lift her up and carry her. Or, <laughs> in some cases, put her into a wheelchair and wheel her around. And they do not like that. Certainly not. They complain. Most of these police are, uh, you know, when you get into the police force, you're buff. You know, you're the new 20-year-old recruit from the police squad, and you're getting into the force, and you're looking good and hot, and you're shaved head and everything. And then after 50 years of donut eating, you're 30 years of 20 years of yeah. donut eating, you're you're a little different. Right. You, you haven't really been working out every day. Well, there's no requirement to. No, In not. fact, do you recall the story where there was a police officer, a chief of some sort, who asked his to possibly have them like get up in shape and they got really upset do you remember yes that? i recall that something about je- the jelly rolls or something he, he, he made, made a comment, comment. Yeah. yeah he made sort of a jokey uh comment about his squad being o- overweight and out right. of shape which and go look at police didn't squad. they bring a lawsuit on yeah. him for it yeah i think they you've hurt our feelings we're the police and we're the best at everything we do yeah that sort of mentality so Laura doesn't help them. She doesn't help them uh, move her around. She doesn't help them p- uh, put the handcuffs on. But she doesn't resist. So I don't believe that uh, that she actually was resisting the cops because I've seen Lauren uh, being arrested before. And I know exactly uh, what, what she does. And, and it's absolutely brilliant. So she's currently in jail. They've uh, impounded her vehicle, which is a, a fairly new vehicle. It's the yellow one that she drives around, which it looks like it's brand new within yeah. the last couple of years. And they're threatening that uh, apparently unless the vehicle is registered – which means you have to ask the state's permission to have it in the in the state uh, unless it's unless it becomes registered they're going to hold on to it and charge her $50 a day for every day they hold on to the vehicle and of course she's in jail so she couldn't go to register the vehicle if she wanted to uh, they brought her into uh, to arraignment i think yesterday in Manchester or Concord and she of course doesn't talk to them either she doesn't help them in any way if they ask her who she is she won't tell them who she is if they ask her to sign bail paperwork, she won't sign it. She doesn't want anybody to show up and pay. Uh, she's, I think it's a $10,000 bond that she's being held on right now, if you can believe that. $10,000 for yeah. not having a driver's license. Yeah. That shows there's something a little fishy. Up. Yeah, this is just a messed up situation we're in in this country. And if you think it's okay that they arrested Lauren Canario, would love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about, shrine.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, you bring up what you want. It's Demi Love calling from Chicago. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hello. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Hi, Demi Love. What's on your mind? Well, a couple things. I'll go through them pretty quickly. Um, first of all, you read my letter about a month ago, and I never really emailed you or called you back to thank you. Thank you. So I really appreciate that. I, I don't even the, remember what letter it was. What was it the about? The wine uh, shipments in Illinois, and the governor finally signed it. So we can't get any uh, retailers to ship to us anymore. Oh, that's right. You have to buy your wine from within the state. You have to buy from businesses that are in the state of Illinois. You can no longer purchase from the Internet. Or from the wineries directly, which actually isn't bad, but... uh, Still, though, that's a protection racket. 
offer better deals. Yeah, that's a protection racket. They're protecting the uh, the in-state businesses from competition, and that's and that's right. pretty outrageous story. I do recall yeah. that. So, what's on your mind tonight? We're gonna well, a couple things. Now, this first thing, it's kind of tongue. It, it's very tongue in cheek. So, I want to just take. I want you to understand that right away. Um, I have an issue with one of your sponsors. Okay, it may not be one of our sponsors, but but who is it, and what is the issue? Well, it's not really the sponsor itself. I'm sure their product is great. I'm sure their product is great, but and it's funny because you just did it with the the mattress people. Savvy rest. You know, I I download the show and I kind of play it back as I'm going to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm hearing this every night. It's like, you know, is are there creepy crawly things in your mattress? You know, is your mattress trying to kill you? But, <laughs> Well, you do know that there are but, creepy crawlies all over your mattress, right? And your skin, too. They can't well, live in the savvy rest mattress. probably are. I just don't need to be reminded of it every night. But that's just <laughs> me. That's just when I listen to the show and I said, that's tongue-in-cheek and that's not the, ra- the main thing tonight. <laughs> well, uh, just, to, just to address that, though, um, Julia and I do sleep on the savvy rest mattress. It is really comfortable. And it is very nice. Sure it's a great mattress. So I, I don't mean to just a sponsor, but I just find your ad copy a little humorous. Okay. Well, very good. And oh, hey, it's you've taken you've taken notice of it, and that's what's important, right? That you heard the name yeah. of the sponsor, and that uh, eventually you might decide if you need a new mattress to go to Savvy Rest. All right. So what else are you call probably? About? Well, I want the, the big thing is about the jurors. The uh, I'm wondering what you guys think about. I, I know the system right now is not perfect, but I'm wondering what you guys think of professional jurors or having a system, like a network of professional jurors. Say you. You take a test, and maybe those free to jurist people you had on about a month ago could even write some of the questions and you know basic things about the law and about being a juror. And if you pass the test, then you go into the pool. And then you know you only those people who pass the test can be jurors because they volunteered to be part of the system in the first place. What do you think of that? I have a couple of thoughts. I think that. What you might be getting at, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that a the system of jury duty we have right now where you can actually be fined if you don't participate is, is silly because the we are not supposed to have any sort of involuntary servitude. Mm. So a voluntary system would be better. Is that sort of one yeah. of the lines you're and speaking along? If you're going to volunteer and you're willing to do some work to get yourself familiar with the law, at least make it worth your while to be part of the pool in the first place. Well, the problem with what you're pointing out is that you're you're talking about another government system, and what I you're know going that. to what you're going to end up with there. In, and the, I would like to change the government system entirely, if not get rid of it. But in our current system today, the problem you're going to run into is the people that are going to volunteer for jury duty. Uh, jury duty are going to be the people with an axe to grind. So the people that hate prostitutes, for instance, or the people that uh, that hate drug dealers, or whatever their issue is, whatever their uh, pet issue is, that's why they're going to go to jury duty. For instance, if I could give you a real-life example, there's a group of people down in Sarasota, Florida, where I used to live, and I can't remember the name of the group, but essentially it's a group of busybodies. And what they do is they go and they have their own little it's, – oh, it's, uh, it's called Court Watch or Judicial Watch, I think. No, Court Watch. Anyway, um, what they do is they have their little Court Watch T-shirts. They're yellow shirts, and they all get together, and they put on their shirts, and then they go into the courtroom. Now, they're not jurors, but what they do is they go into the courtrooms where there are trials of drug dealers and prostitutes and other uh, consensual criminals. Uh, they go into these courtrooms, and they sit in the audience. 
And the judges and the prosecutors and everybody knows who they are. There have been newspaper articles written about them. They make themselves very obvious. They all sit together. They've got their little yellow shirts on with their logo. And the purpose of that is... They believe that by sitting in the courtrooms, the judges acknowledge their presence in their head, and they give out more harsh consequences as a result of these, the citizen interest group sitting there in the courtroom. Now, you can better believe that this bi- group of busybodies that hates uh, drug users and that sort of thing, they would absolutely be Johnny on the spot to sign up for whatever this uh, this professional jury duty thing that you're talking about and of course the government likes people like them because it wants to put people in jail cells for as long as possible so of course they would pass the tests and in fact uh the the system you're describing is somewhat similar to what we have today the only Jurors difference are paid being, and they do get tested the only difference being that you can actually be fined if you don't go that's correct so i i just don't think your system is going to make today your idea is going to make today's system any better any final thoughts well, I'm just thinking a lot of STL listeners and a lot of these treated jurors type people would jump into a chance to be part of a pool like this, and they can offset the group of people you just described. I think you're right, but again, the state's in charge of who gets on the jury pool. So even if people that listen to this show and that understand jury nullification, that understand that they can say not guilty based on if they agree with the law or not, even if people like that went in there and applied for these jobs, they would have to be dishonest in order to be approved in the first place because the state is looking to eliminate people like us from jury pools, and it would be very, very slim odds you would be able to get onto a professional jury. Thanks for the call, Demi Love. Appreciate it. 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. State doesn't have any interest whatsoever in letting people that actually know a thing or two about jury duty onto juries. They want they want juries to be as ignorant of the process as possible. They want juries who are going to come in there and believe every single word the judge tells them. The judge is going to say, you have to judge the case based on the law, not your interpretation of the law. You have to judge based on the facts of the case, and that's it. I'm the judge. I'll interpret the law. And, you know, the judge just lies to the jurors. They just lie. And that's what they want. They want gullible jurors who uh, they don't really want to be there that badly, and they'd rather go home, just uh, give them a guilty verdict so we can go home, that sort of thing. People they can easily manipulate. That's what they want. I've actually been called for jury duty on two separate occasions, and both times I didn't show up, and I never got anything. In you never called, in, uh, called with an excuse or anything like that? No. I, I had to work, and they were offering me, like, $30 instead of my work pay, and, like, yeah. please, come on now. So I just forgot about calling them, and, and nothing ever Be came of it. for your arrest. Nothing ever came of it. I've been called in twice. I went to Canada, and, and they didn't have anything on my record, so... I've been called in twice for jury duty, and both times they rejected me. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. 800-259-9231 because they fill out you fill out a form that tells some of your interests and that sort of thing and they just they reject you out of hand if you sound like you know a thing or two more on the way free talk live our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free but if you think other people deserve to hear this show consider becoming a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com help free some minds visit amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. 
The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system, over a quarter of a million posts, lots to talk about, serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with the phone calls here and talk to David in Athens, listening on WAIS. Hello, David. Hi, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? I agree with you on the police are running this country, and it's going to turn into military police, and I'm afraid of them, too. I don't blame you. They're very uh, scary people, and, and we shouldn't be afraid of the police. The police are supposed to be protecting us. Yeah, uh, they my should... dad was a policeman, and he scared me a lot. Really? Did he beat yeah. you? No. Okay. I didn't really know him. Why but... was he so scary? David? Well, he was in the military where he became a police officer, mm-hmm. and he trained dogs how to be mean. So how can we turn this around, David? What do you think uh, is going to – what's it going to take? We need to go back to the Constitution the way it was before. Do you think like, that's possible? Do you think we can actually do that from this at, at this point? Have, we not, gone to, have well, we not gone too far? Is it really possible to turn it around? I – the way it's going, a lot of people will have to speak up to change things, but I think it can be done. Chances are slim. Well, I'm glad you have a positive attitude. We need more people with that positive attitude, even in spite of the police violence and brutality and just outrageousness that we see across the country today. You still think it's possible to turn around. Being optimistic is really the only thing you can do. I mean, there's no point in being pessimistic and wallowing in your own self-pity. You really have to stay positive and get out there and do something to make a change. And I'm with you, David. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We need more people with that sort of mentality. We need more people with the attitude of, you know, we can turn this around. It's not too late. I don't believe it's too late. I mean, if I really believed it was too late, I'd be gone. Yeah. Right? You, you, were, you and I were talking about that the other night, leaving the country. If, you know, things get too bad, then there's always the option of yeah, leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm not willing to go to any sort of gulag or anything like that. But then again, that's the tricky part, see, Julia, is if indeed things are getting that bad, you really have to be careful about what time you decide to leave, if you're going to try to leave, because if they're getting that bad, inevitably they probably have cracked down on the borders, and right. it may become very difficult to leave. It may actually be easier to hide out in your own country, as far as you know, getting a cabin in the woods or something like that, than actually trying to leave, or maybe not. Not so much. Maybe uh, maybe running north uh, th- to to Canada yeah. would be easier. But uh, nonetheless, it's a scary situation to think about. It's hard for people to imagine. They they've been programmed in with this mentality that America is the land of the free. America is the land of the free. That can't happen here. We can't have a police state in America. This is what people think, but unfortunately, it seems like they're wrong. It seems like the, the police state is on the rise, and I think that you can make the argument we're already there. It's just they're not as oppressive as they could be yet. Yeah. And the key word being yet. Most people live their lives, just go about their lives. They work, they come home, they have dinner with their family, those sorts of things. And if they haven't been bothered, if they haven't really experienced any sort of government oppression yet, they just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. We're sort of free. I mean, it, it's not to the point of uh, like 1984 yet, but... And if the government oppresses somebody that is in their immediate vicinity, even if it's not them directly, sometimes they don't necessarily respond as I would hope that they would. So if your friend or family member gets arrested for, let's say, marijuana possession, 
or something innocuous like that, many people will brush it off. Now, right. some people like me, I get I get upset when my friends get uh, in trouble for that sort of thing, and it just galvanizes me even further. Most people have the attitude of sort of, well, they, they were the breaking law. the law. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, you should change the law. Well, that sort well of we've thing. tried. It's very difficult to change laws. Yeah, they've been trying that, uh, trying to change the marijuana laws for decades in yeah. this country, and it's slow going. Yeah. If go if it's going at all, yeah. and it's not really going at all. No. Because the states that have changed the laws, the feds come in and they uh, they still continue to arrest people and, and raid people, and it's just it's just an awful situation yeah. we're in. But I'm glad David is uh, is keeping positive because really that's all you can do. If you don't stay positive, and we talked about this last night on the show, ways that you can make your life more positive, easy ways to do it. Um, you and I were were watching The Secret recently, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you picked up a few interesting tips from that as well. But uh, but if you don't stay positive, then you're just going to get you're going to get bogged down by your own mind. You're going to be uh you're going to find yourself in a state of depression because it's easy to look at all of the stories. I mean, we started out the show with uh, a story about the police arresting five middle-aged women for for reading the constitution in a public park. Uh we followed that up with a story about the police harassing a man for holding a Ron Paul sign on the side of the road. We and somebody called in and said that was A-OK. Right. And we followed up that with our friend Lauren Canario being arrested for trying to travel from point A to point B without asking the government for permission. I mean, the, the government is out of control. But if you let that really dig into your head, you'll go crazy. It will seem like an, an insurmountable task because there seems like there's, it seems like there's more of them than there are of us. And when I say that, I mean those of us who believe in liberty. And that may or may not be true. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of people who haven't really given it much thought or feel that way, but don't feel like they should speak out and that sort of thing. The silent majority, I believe, is what you call them. Well, the the trick is getting them to care and getting them to see these uh, police state, uh, the the police state tactics that are going on here and getting them to speak out and have the courage to stand up and and defend the liberties of their friends and neighbors. Because as Elaine Brown has pointed out, the uh, wife of of Ed Brown in her articles, if you don't stand up now, and this is, uh, you know, to paraphrase Pastor Martin Niemöller from World War II times, you know, first they came for the communists. Well, now they're coming for the immigrants, and they're coming for the drug dealers, and they're coming for, you know, you fill in the blank of the undesirable group that you might not personally like, where you can just easily look the other way as the federal government or state government comes in to arrest people, whether that be, uh, again, immigrants or Muslims or whatever it is the boogeyman is that, uh, that the government has targeted today. When they go and they take those people out of their homes and disrupt their lives, you look the other way and you tell yourself, well, it's okay, those people are criminals. They've done something wrong, and I'm a good person. I'm over here. I'm a law-abiding citizen. But then what happens when they outlaw something that you like to do? What happens when they outlaw... How about smoking cigarettes in your apartment building in California? Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, they're voting it's, on that yeah, now, Yeah, right? it's not officially illegal. I think that in one city it is. You can only smoke in a single-family home, but now two other cities are looking at uh, mm-hmm. passing this. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they passed. Now, I don't know if it's an arrestable offense. They'll probably just find people. But it's, it's arrestable if you don't pay the fine. That much is true. And that's where we're going here. I mean, where the government is getting to the point where they're controlling your behavior in your own home. How far are we away from installing cameras in people's houses yeah. to make sure that they're treating their kids right? To make sure that... How do you catch somebody smoking cigarette in their apartment, by the way? I mean... You smell it. Right, you smell it, but isn't there ways of preventing smell? I mean, when I was I 16 and I used to smoke weed in my bedroom, my mom didn't know, or maybe she did, I don't know, but I used to shove things under the door and 
cover up the vents. Yeah, you can get a magnetic plate for the vents and that sort of thing. Sure. There are ways around this. And I'm sure uh, you're going to have smokers end up moving together. What you'll probably do is they'll... Because... Oh, it's like smoking apartment complexes. Right, right. like the sex offenders. They, uh, <laughs> when the, the laws pr- force them out of the cities because they can't live within a thousand feet of a school zone, well, it ends up making it so all the sex offenders have to live together outside of town in nice. a trailer park or something like that. And then you have all these, um, you know, weirdos living in close proximity to one another. Not I don't that know if that's a good idea. Smokers are weirdos. No, Just but the sex. But the, the principle is still the same. Right. The idea is that you're, you know, you're outlawing the different places these people can do these things. You're sort of turning them into a a persecuted class, and they're going to gather together as a Every result. Every day they create more and more criminals. And, and, and these aren't criminals that are hurting anybody. They're, right. well, they're that's criminals a, they're, by law. Exactly. That's right. what I was trying to point out. They're just making things up. They're just making criminals, essentially. And that it needs to stop. Uh, crimes should only be defined as offenses against another person or their property. Yeah, there shouldn't and, be any state crimes. Crimes against the state. Right. You should have to have a victim. Uh, you, have, you should have to have somebody who can press charges, not including state prosecutors. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still on the way. Looks like the first download case has completed. You know, all these people in America and around the world downloading songs, movies, that sort of thing. Well, one lady was charged and convicted. We'll give you the details. It's not good news. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We've had hundreds of listeners sign up because, well, we give away the whole website. So if you want to help support us, this is a way to get us on more radio stations, to get more people listening to the message of freedom and liberty. Um, and uh, that's what AMP stands for. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can do it with any major credit card, PayPal account. There are other options there as well. But it's a great way to support the show for as little as 3 bucks a month. And you do get some perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in line, AMP-only chat room forum, and more. Learn about the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up today. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Frank in New York, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Frank in New York. Hello, guys. Uh, Yeah, I just was thinking that uh, when I turned on my computer and the program that you gave donuts a really bad rap with the police. Well, now we donuts are innocent. Uh, I love donuts. Ugh, I hate donuts. (laughs) What do you mean? You had some donuts recently. Yeah, yeah I'm very donuts. yeah about donuts. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts for like oh, eight I months, see. and they burned on you. Yeah, then. I can't really eat donuts. It's very you know. I, what I don't like is I don't like the uh, the filled donuts. Those yeah. no, I, those don't even count as donuts in my book. What about you, Frank? What's your favorite donut? I've never had a bad donut, but <laughs> I certainly have dealt with some pretty bad police officers. <laughs> so I don't want to sort of mix apple and oranges there. But come on, uh, Frank, give me your favorite donut. What kind? Uh. I always like the strawberry glazed ones with sprinkles. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. Donuts. I've never had one, though. Really? But strawberry the, glazed? The issue I wanted to talk about tonight was the fact that uh, there were a thousand protesters that did a citizen's arrest on Bush at the <laughs> U.N. when he was addressing the U.N. Okay. And I thought it was really brilliant, and I just think that right now we have to do something legally to prevent this madman Bush 
from you know attacking uh, Iran. What can you do, Frank? I mean, the 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 Democrats aren't going to do a damn thing. Have to, we're going to have to demand that the court in the Hague, the PCIJ, tries Bush and his cabinet. Uh, for war crimes, and, and I think well, until we can do that, the I don't United beg States governments. I, no, you know, I don't beg no governments to do things. In the for world, in, I, the, in the in the community of nations, quite I think, literally, I mean that. I think you need to take if things into Congress your own hands. And Senate can't do their constitutional duty of impeachment. Then it's time that the uh, PCIJ in the Hague tries Bush's war well, and his cabinet and Cheney. Uh, to prevent, you know, World War III, and I really mean that. I think we're at a crucial time, and it's going to be much the same when Hillary's elected uh, next year. While I and agree with you, and I agree with you, Frank, I would love to see, I would love it if George Bush and his cronies got into some sort of trouble for the things they've done. I won't, you know, I won't lower myself to going and begging some world government to do that sort of thing for me. I'll take matters in my own hands and just not pay the federal government anything. And I'll, talk, you know, I'll speak out against them. But yeah, hey, what did you hear about that case out in Nevada whereby the uh, MSNBC and all the news has blocked out the fact that the IRS lost 106 counts? Against four traders of gold, yeah, and two corporations that refused to. Uh, it was 160 I guess, counts. Withhold payment of, of the tax from employees. What it was was uh, it was 160 counts, 161 of them actually. They lost every single one, and it was a uh, it was an employer or two that were paying their employees in gold and silver, and the IRS didn't quite know what to do about that, and uh, and they they won. And you're right, the the media has been shutting it out. Frank, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, issues, issues. Who wants to talk about issues? We can talk donuts, pastries. I like the, uh, I like the, the frost, not frosted, I like the, uh, the sugary ones. The Glaze? ones with the, the white sugar. Oh, the powdered, powdered sugar. sugar. Those are my favorite when I was a kid. And then I graduated to the glazed strawberry frosting with the sprinkles. It's too much. It's too decadent for me. No, it's really not that decadent, though. Yeah, it just, just sounds decadent. No, uh, it's not that decadent. I'm not it's actually used fairly to, simple. I'm not used to glaze on... Uh, now, you're talking about, like, frosting? Yes, frosting. I'm not used to that. On frosted donuts. donuts are the best. If donuts. you're going to go donuts, frosted's the way to go. She Julia has such a sweet tooth. She is, has the sweetest tooth I have ever come across. And uh, I I say donuts are sweet enough on their own. You don't need frosting to now, go on top. I like cake donuts and stuff, too. And like I said, I'm not really a donut fan at all. But mm. when I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts, we were allowed to take donuts home. And I always took a strawberry frosted with sprinkles home. Did you do the donuts and coffee thing? or Oh, like dunk them in coffee? Yeah. I don't drink coffee, really. No, me neither. I never really understood that one. I was kind of like now, a donuts and milk guy. Right. When I was younger, I used to like to drink tea with milk and sugar in it. And I used to like to dunk donuts in that. I also like the cinnamon donuts. Cinnamon are good. They're similar to the the uh, the powdered, powdered sugar, sugar, but they're cinnamon, and that right. makes them better. That was actually the only redeeming value of church when I was a kid. There was a free donut <laughs> table, and I always used to look forward to a powdered donut, a powdered sugar donut. I don't remember. I I've blocked out most of my church and experiences. And orange juice. So I don't really remember if I ever got That's free donuts from church. That's all I remember church. pretty much about church is the donuts. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts on donuts? Are you in favor of the are you in favor of the uh, the filled donuts? Mm-hmm. I want to hear from somebody that actually likes those things. What I don't like about them is it's just so much filling because it's like a whole donut size yeah. 
filled with cream. It's too much. Right. I want to have a donut. I want to have a yummy pastry, not the nasty cream or whatever it is that they're, they're putting in there. Right. And there's jelly filled. There's Bavarian cream filled. Boston cream donuts. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Craig listening in Loma Linda, California on KCAA. Hello, Craig. You're on Free Talk hey. Live. Hey. Hi, you guys. Uh, good. good to hear you. Uh, good show. Good network. I like the balance on the network. First time I've heard your show this well, week. I've heard t- it a few days now. Take uh, take some time out if you get a chance and call KCAA during the daytime, uh, during business hours, and thank them for airing Free Talk Live. We're actually under a, on a, te- a test basis on the station right now. They haven't officially added the show. They're just sort of testing us out. So call them up and tell them thanks, and uh, tell them you want to hear more Free Talk Live. Oh, I will. I will. And they'll listen. They're a good station. Yeah, they are. What's on your uh, mind? Well, I, I just had a, a question. I wanted to pick your brain on this. And don't worry, I'm not trying to trick you guys because I know some, you know, you might think that at first. But uh, well, we can handle trickery too, so yeah, go ahead. I know. Yeah, you can. Um, but uh, about those uh, people that, that start complaining about their neighbors, you know, smoking cigarettes in their homes, things mm. like that. Now, of course, I would never want to ban someone smoking in their own home and stuff. Right. And, and, and the, kind of, the kind of person who complains saying, oh, the smoke's entering my home, I mean, you kind of know as a reasonable human that they're, they're either lying or they're, or, they're, or they're tricking their own selves to think that. I mean, but where would you draw the line? Let's say a guy installed an industrial strength beef smoker in his house. <laughs> then what do you do? Because then you really do have a lot of now, smoke. Now, are you talking about an apartment complex or a, a house? Well, it really doesn't matter for the purposes of... My question, right? But, you know, because why doesn't it point, matter? At a certain point, it, it there is a a property intrusion, you know. <laughs> but wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on. Now, with the, the law we were talking about was the Belmont, California law. They're looking at uh, that will ban smoking in any connected building, so apartment complexes, duplexes, yeah, that's triplexes. I'm with you guys there, that's totally insane. But and now you're saying that there's a problem with somebody with a smoker in their own home that's not well, connected to another home. I was just wondering where you draw the line because let me ask you this: the reason I thought this up is. Uh, what about when people you know, mow their lawns at 5 a.m. On, the, on a Saturday morning? I mean, that's huge decibels that are coming in through my window, and I'm sure there's machines that can analyze how much stuff is crossing the property decibel-wise. And I, I am in favor of banning certain things, but I think you got to watch. you, you got to kind of watch yourself, don't you? Well, I'm actually personally all for banning things. I'm just not for the government banning things. I'm for private property owners setting their own rules and and. Um, like neighborhood organizations setting their own sure. rules and deed that restrict- sort of thing. Deed restrictions could absolutely handle the uh, the noise complaint thing. And you know, if you're somebody like me, I don't want deed restrictions. I don't want some group of busybodies telling me how high my bushes have to be, and the grass, and the paint of the, the paint of the house, and all of that. Um, so I will live in an area where there aren't any deed restrictions and just take the risk. I mean, there are people that drive by my house with a thudding bass uh, late at night. Whatever, that's fine. Um, you know, I, if it really bugs me, I can put earplugs. In, or I can go and move to a place where there are those deed restrictions, or I can go to a move to a place where you know my house isn't right next to the road, is and it is instead a hundred feet away from the road, or a thousand feet away behind trees and all that sort of thing. So there are there are some method, uh, there are some things that you can do personally uh, to so protect you don't have yourself. Money, you're you got to just shut up. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Once again, it would be uh, apartment p- complexes could very easily set rules right. for that sort of thing. And if there obvi- is demand for quiet, they, then they'll get it. Too- what, and what, what about when it's two adjacent properties with different owners? 
Well, once again, uh, then you really need to pay attention to where you're moving to. I don't think that you should look to the government to solve your little property disputes as far as, he says he got his music too loud. Or, right. or, I'm not the type to complain about that, but right. you know, it is it is against human decency at the very least to mow your Absolutely. lawn Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying we need to come up with more creative ways than calling the cops on somebody for something like that. I, think well, I that, agree with you there. That, uh, that, you know, getting into voluntary agreements with one another another and interlocking agreements and that sort of thing and and ostracism uh works as well you know i mean if, the, if those people that are blasting their music are renting from somebody then their landlord needs to be informed about that and let the landlord handle that particular situation if the landlord doesn't want to handle it then he should be ostracized people should move out and uh you know there there are ways to handle it that don't involve calling the cops thanks for the call we appreciate it hour three is on the way you can take control this is free talk live With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. We're launching into hour number three of the program. Anything goes. You dial in 800 259 9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. For you, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. We've swapped a Julia for a Mark. That's right. I'm, I am uh, I got held up at, uh, on a tour with my mother. I know probably most of our listeners would have liked to have continued hearing Julia in the third hour of the show. And I certainly would as well. I enjoy having her on the program. It's just that she works very hard. She has a, a, day, a day job. Uh, and uh, she pretty tired, so she went in to turn in. Yeah, I have to thank her for covering for me. Yeah, um, 800-259-9231, but she will be on for all three hours tomorrow night, so uh, you can get, get more of your Julia fix at that time. In the meantime, we go to the phones and to the fun. We'll talk about the first illegal downloading case that has completed in the court system. Talk about that here in a few moments, but first, we go to Brian in Colorado on the amplifier line. Hello, Brian. Well, it was like a little uh, little piece of Friday there for a while. Yep. Oh, better than Friday, because Mark wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it better. Uh, bear claws. I'm not sure that really counts as a donut. I say claws. it does. I say it just does it have to be round to be a donut? I don't it know. It just has to be fried wheat, I think, to be a donut. It's a baked good. Um, it's 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 close. It's fried, man. And the, now the bear claw is the twisty thing where there, there's the two different colored uh, things that are sort of twisted together. No, 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 no. no, no. It, it looks like a like a like a mitt. It looks like a you know a, a catcher's mitt. And in some places they're called almond croissants. Is it a fritter? Is a fritter the twisty thing? I think it's a fritter. Okay, okay. Yeah. If it tastes like a donut. It's it's fine in my book. It, we were talking about this in uh, hour two, Mark, and uh, donut preferences. Um, I do. I just can't stand the filled donuts. How do you feel? On Sugared that? jelly. You like the jelly filled donuts? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so awful. Okay, they're so awful. Brian, your thoughts on the the jelly filled? Nah, I don't like jelly filled. Just too much. Uh, too much sugar. Absolutely, it yeah, just right. ruins the experience for God, me. God, too much sugar in a donut, right? It could be fattening. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and I came across the jelly filled donut for the first time. I, th- I saw this big donut and it didn't have a hole in the center, and I thought, "Wow, that's a big old donut." Great. I bit into it and there was this nasty cream filling <laughs> in there, and it just was a shock to the system. And that's, I didn't well, want, that's the reason you don't like. Them. I didn't want anything to do with it. Now I always look for that little hole. I look for that little hole where they fill the. Uh, the, the cream in there. And what's there's, that mean? What, what, when, when you find it, what does that mean well, to you? Well, if I'm curious if it is a uh, jelly-filled donut or not, that Have will Have you seen a, a donut that looks like a jelly-filled donut that doesn't have anything in it? 
I think I might have at one time. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that sounds like I a dream. That's a healthy jelly-filled donut. <laughs> it may have been a dream. I don't know. Brian, anything else on your mind tonight? Oh, yeah. I, I held my nose today and uh, registered Republican. Oh, dear. Now, the reason oh, for man. that is, is what now? Uh, to vote for Ron Paul. Right, because some states are mandating that uh, people must be registered Republicans by a certain particular date, 90 days out from the primary election, in order to vote for Ron Paul. And so by doing that, they're going to effectively uh, shut out anybody that doesn't find Ron Paul soon enough, which is very unfortunate because Ron Paul's got $5 million uh, at least. I think he's got more than that on hand, cash on hand. And so they're going to spend all this money, and he's going to get all this publicity in the next 90 days. But a lot of people aren't going to be able to uh, to vote for him if they aren't registered as Republicans. Unfortunately, there's just nothing that can be done about that. It's the it's the silly little rules that they they run the election process by, and it's gonna it's gonna do a lot, I think, to hurt Ron Paul's results. Well, it, it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt the Republicans too because uh, uh, there's no way any of these Democrats can win against. Uh, there's no way any of the other Republicans can win against uh, Hillary. I mean, Paul's the only chance I got. There have been a lot, lot of analyses on that. That's true. But, 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 but in Colorado, it's, it's not 90 days, it's 30 days, but, mm-hmm. but there's a rumor that they're going to push it back to 90 days, which is just ridiculous. It, doesn't, it, but, doesn't it go to show, um, it just, uh, go to show how dangerous the Republican Party is if they're willing to get Hillary elected in, um, you know, in, in order, order to, to prevent, get, Ron Paul? prevent Ron Paul from getting elected? You, you know, if, if Ron Paul, if, if the Republicans are stupid enough not to, not to nominate Ron Paul, I'm going to vote for Hillary. Because I don't I, know I about figure, that. I figure voting, voting for Hillary will bring this country down faster, <laughs> put us more in debt than any, well, maybe a little bit faster than. than I could Democrat never. I come on. You're just. You're just. You're just. I understand us, right? his concern. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd have you the stomach for it. You couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think you could bring yourself for it uh, to do it, Brian. It, it would be painful. Well, yeah. you know, I, I was watching a. Um, I was watching a video of uh, David Nolan uh, today. He's uh, the founder he's of the Libertarian I, Party. Right. And, and also the inventor of the Nolan chart, which has been uh, uh, turned into the world's smallest political quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, he had a great quote in this video I saw. It was probably taped in the early 90s. They were still talking about Kerry and the, uh, the last election. Right. And uh, he said the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. He says the Democrats want to rob Peter to pay Paul, and the Republicans want just the opposite. Rob Paul to pay Peter. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brian. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, um, I, I can understand that some people would want to vote for one of the two major parties if Ron Paul isn't the, isn't the nominee, if it's, you know, Giuliani versus Hillary. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, if you if you love liberty, I, I, stay either vote for the libertarian or stay home. Just don't bring your you'll, you're just going to feel guilty afterwards right. when whoever it is whether it be the republican or democrat gets into office and makes the government bigger and more intrusive then you're you've got some culpability you yeah. voted for those guys yeah i know makes me feel all icky just thinking about it and and you know this is this is uh, how i've sort of felt all along i i wanted to vote for bush in in 2000 i didn't end up doing it but i was like Oh boy, we could have a Democrat you in there. You couldn't if you wanted to. What's that? You couldn't if you wanted to. Oh yeah, I could have. Really? Yeah, I. I, I After I, getting I, out of jail, I slid by on a, a voting um, quite a few times. Oh, huh, okay, okay. Um, I you know voted for his brother in uh, in the ninety eight election hmm. in Florida. Um, anyway, the, the I wanted to vote for Bush in two thousand, and then I you know then I thought well maybe I'll vote for Harry Brown, and then you know I didn't have the option of voting in that particular hmm. one, and um and then in two thousand and four I was you know. Torn. What, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And 
ended up being that, uh, you know, I wasn't able to vote in that week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, well, I voted for Harry Brown in 2000 and uh, Michael Badnarik in 2004. And if it's Ron Paul, I'll, I'll vote for him. If it's not Ron Paul, whoever the libertarian is has my vote. Mm. Uh, 1-800-259-9231, the toll-free number. You bring up anything. 24. 24 downloads. 24 songs. What's it cost? What's it cost? Oh, uh, yes, I, I happen to know. Um, it's like eight grand a, a pop. Uh, $220,000. Mm-hmm. In the first U.S. trial, according to the AFP, to challenge the illegal downloading of music on the Internet, a single mother from Minnesota was ordered Thursday to pay $220,000 for sharing 24 songs online. Jamie Thomas, who's 30, was the first among more than 26,000 people sued by the world's most powerful recording companies to refuse a settlement after being slapped with a lawsuit by the Recording Industry of America and six major music labels. She turned down an offer to pay a few thousand dollars in fines and instead took the case to court. And good for her for having the... Just to try it. Right. Having the courage to do that uh, and stand up against this corporate behemoth that is the RIAA. Unlike some who insist the insist on the right to share files over the internet. Thomas says she was wrongfully targeted by SafeNet, a contractor employed by the recording industry to patrol the internet for copyrighted material. Her lawyer said earlier this week that she'd racked up some $60,000 in legal fees because she refused to be bullied. And while Ms. Thomas insisted on the courthouse steps that she had never downloaded or uploaded music, her lawyer tried to convince jurors there was no way to prove who had uploaded the songs on the Kazaa file-sharing network. And you can't prove it. I mean, all you have is an IP address. Right. And if you've got a router at your house, then you can have theoretically as many computers as there are people living in your home, if not more than that. I've got at least four of them in this house. Uh, you, you've got all these computers that are on your network. Uh, if you're looking at your IP address from outside of your home, you can't tell who's doing what. Your router is the IP address, right. and then the router assigns little sub-addresses to the computers in your house, but no one outside of your house can see what those sub-addresses is. So if it's your kid that's sitting in his bedroom downloading the new Nickelback song, you don't have any idea about it, number one. Number two, they can't actually prove that he was the one that downloaded it. It could have been his friends. They what about the can't piggyback? Or whatever it is that they call when uh, somebody comes out to your front steps, um, you know, driving their car up. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, what's that? War, war driving, I guess. Uh, that's where they'll come up and they'll find that people will drive around looking for unsecured wireless networks, right. uh, wireless networks, and then they'll log in and download stuff. Uh, people have uh, known to people have been known to go and download all sorts of illegal things that way. That way, they aren't using their own network. I mean, think about it. If you're going to go out, if you're somebody that wants to go and get child pornography, is it? Which one's a smarter choice? Right. To sit at your home in your basement and download it there? Or to get in your van, because, you know, these guys have vans, right? Get in your dark van with the blacked-out windows and then pull around to an unsecured wireless network halfway across town. Do your downloading there, because most people, a lot of people, just don't password their networks. And then, you know, download your files and go home. Then it looks like the person that home did the downloading and not you. It's completely untraceable. Yeah. More on the way. We'll talk about the uh, download case in a moment. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. And you can enjoy those on us, including the live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at Free Talk Live. 
dot com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. That's D2Z.org. Talking about the case here from uh, Bloomberg, the AFP also reporting that Vivendi, uh, Vivendi SA's Universal Music Group and other record companies won the first trial over music downloading in their case against a Minnesota mother of two accused of sharing songs over the internet, uh, she has now been ordered to pay two hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. I can't believe that amount. I'm just, I'm floored by this whole thing that a jury could find it's against madness. that a jury could find against this woman for the fact that somebody downloaded songs on her IP address um, that they've just lockstepped right in place. It doesn't make any sense to me. And this kind of rate for for what? For sharing the music? Right. I mean, what's a song worth? If it's a $13 for 13 songs and a CD, it's a it's buck, buck a piece. Yeah. It's outrageous. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to send a message. But you the- illegal downloaders will be tracked, you will be prosecuted, and you will be punished. Even if you didn't do it. Even if, yeah, well, they're claiming, uh, the Bloomberg article is a little more detailed, and it says that... The record companies claimed that she knew what was going on on her computer, that she wasn't a uh, technophobe or something like that, that she had some ability to use a computer. So apparently the fact that you know a thing or two about computers but is, is, uh, is evidence two, against you. I know a thing or two about computers, and I've had open networks before. Mm-hmm. I have. So are you going to be able to uh, you know, put some evidence together that I know something about computers, and therefore it's my fault if somebody downloads? You know, as... Uh, Okay, in this case, it may be difficult to determine for us whether or not it was actually her who did the downloading. But let's say it was. Let's say, you know, she doesn't have an open network. Let's say it's a wired network. There's no wireless. So, and she's the only, let's just say it's a direct cable modem connection to her computer to where there's, and we don't know what her network setup is. So let's say it's that. Let's say that it's a pretty hard and fast case. She doesn't let her kids on the computer. She downloaded these songs. As you say, a buck a song, that'd be more like, you know, that'd be more like it. But then again, if that's all they were getting, the record companies wouldn't bother to take it to court. Right. And they're not going to go to court over $24 or or whatever. Uh, And they they do point out here that she had over a thousand songs, and they're trying to make it sound like the record company was going easy on her by only charging her with 24 downloads instead of a thousand downloads. So now, you know, we should be feeling good because this mother of two, 30 years old, single mom, and now has this $220,000 debt to pay. Yeah, that's going to happen in her lifetime. $220,000. How many of you can can afford that sort of a, a fine? And really, even if she did do it, how insane are these people? What kind of business practice is it for you to sue your customers, your customers who love your products so much? Now, I understand the RIAA aren't actually the, the artists, but they represent them. The artists are under contract with uh, record labels who are under contract with the RIAA, and, and supposedly they're representing the artists. You're punishing your customers? You're punishing people because they want to listen to music from their favorite artists? I can turn on the radio and listen to music for free. And most of the radio stations out there, they, uh, they play the same songs over and over again. If, you get, if you're listening to an A-rotation song, you'll hear it every two hours. So right. it's not like it's hard to come across some songs you want to listen to. And, and those don't cost me any money. And the radio stations don't know how many people are listening and so on and so forth. Or who's recording, for that matter. Sure. I, I presume that's illegal, though, recording off the it radio. Is. 
And, you know, what are you talking about? What about talk show hosts? You know, there are these talk show hosts that aren't like us, Mark, that don't give away their archives. We give ours away on the front page of the site. So please take them, share them, give them to your friends, print them, you know, burn CDs, give them away, whatever. Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh or these other uh, syndicated national hosts... They charge uh, five, six, seven bucks a month uh, mm-hmm. to get into their sites. In Stern's case, you've got to pay for serious subscriptions, so um, that's how you get him. But let's just say somebody, some big Sterniac or Rush uh, Ditto Head, Ditto Head yeah. goes out there and, and, and has his own account to where he can get the archives, grabs a bunch of MP3s from the Rush Limbaugh website, and puts them up in a torrent on the Internet. Or puts them up for download on his website because he just thinks that the Rush Limbaugh show is the next best thing uh, to, you know, sliced bread. Right. And he wants to share it with everybody. Now, Rush has some kind of proprietary thing. It would be difficult to do so, but let's just say you can. Right. Um, well, you can. I mean, if you can get the audio files, you could dub them. You know, you could play them back and, and literally spend two hours dubbing the audio. Okay. There's a way, there are ways to, uh, to do this. I don't know anything about it, but yes. So, is Rush Limbaugh... Are Howard Stern or these other guys really going to go and prosecute one of their listeners for this? Can you imagine them doing that? I don't know that they will. I, I don't know what they would do, but uh, it seems uh, it, this whole thing's just crazy as far as I'm concerned. It, it really is. And what's going to happen if this young lady, 30-year-old mother of two, doesn't, you know, doesn't have the ability to pay this $222,000 fine? Can she just go into bankruptcy, or are they going to mandate she pays it or I go to a jail so. cell? I don't know how these things work. I don't know much about these uh, these civil cases and what the the penalty is for not following the penalty. Like, what if you don't do what they tell you to do? What will they do to you? Are we going to start locking people up for downloading music? That's my question. Are we going to start locking people up? And I, when I say we, I mean the government. Uh, is the government going to stop, start locking people up? And do you support that idea? Do you think that's a good idea? Because if you think that's a good idea, you might as well just go turn in your kids. You might as well call the cops. Call, call them tonight. I mean, if you're a good law-abiding American, pick up your phone. If you've got kids under the age of 18 in your household, pick up the phone Call the cops and let them know that you need to you need to have your kid's computer searched, unless you're technically uh, adept and you can handle that yourself. Go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and look around your kid's computer and see what you find? Hmm. I bet you'll find a handful, at least, if not thousands of downloaded songs. This is hot stuff today. Kids sure. do this, and they don't think anything of it. They don't think it's a problem. They they're going to the concerts. They're going to spend, and that's what the that's what's so asinine about. That's what this. I don't understand about yeah. the jury. This had to be a unanimous decision by this jury. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know how the judges say they. Well, you've got to follow I mean, the do, law. Are these and the ju- law do says these, this is these jury the members never have never done it? Who knows, Mark? You've seen juries, right? I mean, they they tend to be older, right? They tend to be old white people. Um, now there are a lot of old people that are online. The internet is a huge hobby amongst the older generation. So there's certainly a chance that there are some internet users on that jury. But are they music downloaders? Eh, odds are against it. Okay. Uh, it seems to me that music downloading tends to be uh, of the realm of the younger people in this uh, in this country. And so, you know, if you've got kids, they're probably guilty, which means that by proxy, you're guilty because your kid's name isn't on the Internet subscription. Your Comcast or Verizon or whatever it is, that's your name that's on that subscription. And so if the this safe company or whatever that's been hired to look for illegal downloading catches your IP address, it's not going to be your kids that are going to the courtroom. 
So it's just, it's sick what's going on here. And uh, it's not going to stop, by the way. I'd like to let you know that. They can keep sending a message by slapping people with $100,000 fines for this. Young people aren't going to stop downloading music. And so what are we going to do? Are we going to start arresting people and putting them in jail cells? Because nobody can afford these fines. This is insanity. 800-259-9231. We have lost our minds in this country. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Updates are there. Get signed up. We'll uh, keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, I sent out an update today, in fact, announcing that I was on uh, another talk show this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, American AM, with Mark's old boss, as a matter of fact. My boss Henry from the uh, from the comic book store. Yeah, back when I was uh, a kid. And it was it was great uh, hour long interview. We talked about no government and uh, and so it's right there on the front page of our website if you want to download that at freetalklive.com and listen to it. But get on the updates list and then you'll find out when these things go out. You'll be the first to know. Updates.freetalklive.com. That again, updates.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Just a few more thoughts on this insanity, this madness of the RIAA suing its own customers, suing people that love music and have, uh, they, they, they love bands so much they downloaded the music off the internet. And that doesn't necessarily, it's not a bad thing. I don't understand why people think there's something wrong with that. I I don't even think there are that many people that think there's something wrong with it. But I guess the people in the jury in this case did. A uh, a 30-year-old mother of two, single mom, has been fined $222,000 for downloading 24 songs illegally. And uh, it's just some interesting numbers here. More than 26,000 lawsuits have been filed this is from Bloomberg by record companies, and about 8,000 have been settled, usually with the individual paying about $3,000. I mean, this is extortion. Some cases have been dismissed because the individuals were dead, children, or people who didn't own computers. While the recording industry has been criticized for suing its own customers, music companies say the suits have been effective in raising public awareness and cutting down on illegal downloading. The RIAA citing its own polls said the percentage of people who said downloading for free is illegal jumped to 73% in 2007 from 37% in 2003. Well, isn't that nice? So more people, by the RIAA's own polls, are now aware that illegal downloading is, uh, or that downloading is illegal. Whoop-de-flippin'-doo. Most people that smoke marijuana know it's illegal, too. Mm. I don't think that really says anything. The question should be, do you download? Do you know it's illegal, and do you still download? That would be an interesting uh, interesting survey. Because most people are going to continue doing this. Yeah, They're not going to be scared. I, I think that most people know, and it's just of no concern to them, whatever. Well, the, uh, the RIAA, again, uh, International Federation of Phonographic Industry, estimates that piracy costs labels... Piracy cost labels $4.5 billion a year worldwide in lost sales. The record companies sought from $750 to $30,000 for each of the 24 songs, and as much as $150,000 per song if the infringement was found to be willful or intentional. 
Well, are people accidentally downloading music from the internet? Do you accidentally install Kazaa or whatever the, the programs? I don't know what the programs are these days. They change all the time. Do you accidentally install a file sharing uh, software and well, accidentally I'm not exactly search? sure about that. Uh, give me a second here. I know on uh, MySpace when I go onto people's pages sometimes, mm-hmm. it'll play music, copyrighted right. music. Um, that I, I'm, I'm sure that it's copyrighted music. I don't know whether they sure. paid for it or not or anything like that. I know that my computer in a temporary file puts every picture I've looked at on the Internet for some period of time. That's true. I don't know if um, it, it does the same with this music that's played on somebody's site. It's not likely that they're going to catch you um, by doing that. Um, I don't know what the, the deals are with those, but MySpace claims that it, some of that's legal. I'm not sure how much of it is, but... When that's when that audio is playing on your computer, it's not caching. It's probably not caching the audio. Okay. And in addition, it if it is caching it, it's only in a temporary cache folder. What they're looking at here, what they're looking for, is people with file sharing software sure. downloading to a specific folder that is being shared to others, so others can download that software. So I wouldn't be too concerned about encountering music on MySpace. But nobody, I w- I'm not. Nobody accidentally installs a file sharing software and accidentally searches for their favorite band name and accidentally clicks to download the songs. That just doesn't happen. Uh, so the idea that they're going to charge $150,000 per song because it's intentional download is just absurd. Uh, so they continue. I mean, the lawsuits are going to continue to roll in. People are going to continue to have their lives ruined because they thought they'd get a jump on a, a record release. You know, the piracy groups hit those, uh, get those record releases out usually a week before they actually hit the stores. People get excited about those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, they, they ex- they're excited about their favorite band. They're really into music, and they go out and they download the album. They don't think anything of it. And then when this threat comes along from the RIAA, there's going to be some fallout. I got an email from a listener, and I'll summarize it for you. It basically said that he was so upset, is so upset, by what the RIAA is doing in the name of all the bands that are are involved with their little organization, that he has decided to no longer purchase record label music. And I bet he's not the only one. So here's the RIAA complaining, oh, we're losing sales. And then they're driving away their own customers. CD sales are down. Oh, no, we need to start suing these people. Eh, that's what you're doing. You're making it so your customers are so pissed at you that they're just throwing in the towel on your records. They're saying, screw you. I'm going to buy independent albums from now on. I don't care if I don't know the names of the bands. I'm going to listen for what I like, and I'm going to download and purchase those independent albums that aren't connected to your scam system. It's my understanding that's how the whole Calypso music thing got uh, big back in the the, late 50s, early 60s. What, that they weren't record label? Yeah, it was there something to do at the time. I don't know exactly, but I, I, I'd heard that before. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. I, that's just that's the end of my rant on that. I think it's outrageous that they're going after their I, own customers. I would agree. Uh, it, just because they're downloading. You can download a whole discography of a, of, a, uh, of a band. Many of these CDs aren't available in stores. Some of them aren't. I mean, they're out of print, that sort of thing. Hard to get a hold of. And... If it excites you that much more about the band to where if they come through town and they have a concert, you're going to go, then that's a positive. That's a net positive, and many bands understand that, and that's why a lot of bands are pulling away from the record label system, and they're going to market their uh, their products directly to their customers uh, via the Internet. Prince, uh, Radiohead, other major major bands are dropping out. So their days are numbered. They are in their death throes and have yeah. been for a number of years, and they're just going to get more and more desperate as time goes on. You bring up anything, let's go to Chris in Massachusetts. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? I'd like to talk about, um, I don't know if you heard, but this um, cash 
um, this lady working at McDonald's was working a cash register at the drive-thru, and her cash register came up uh, $100 short or something. Oh, boy. And they um, strip-searched her. They didn't take her to the police station. They strip-searched her right in McDonald's. Really? Uh, yeah, it's kind of bad. The second thing I want to talk is about... That is that a news story? Is that Yeah, it's in the news. You can just type in McDonald's who's, cash who, register, wait, who strip strips, search, did, you was, find something. Was it the business that strip-searched her, or did they call in the cops? No, the police, they called the cops. Cops came. Instead of taking her to a police station strip-searcher, they strip-searched her in, pretty much in the public, but kind of like right in front of her cash register. In fact, there's even a picture of her with her uh, McDonald's apron covering herself in front of her cash register. Oh, my goodness. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is my representative, Mitt Romney, saying that he wants to double Gatuan, uh, the Cuba torture prisons. What? And he wants to expand torture um, laws on the GOP convention. Why did you call him your representative? What's, what's that mean? Mitt Romney, I'm from Massachusetts. He's not your representative, dude. He's the, he's the governor, which... Yeah, well, he's a legal representative. I mean, Do you, um, does he represent your I'm... viewpoints? No, but he's, he's a public figure for my state. That's right. more accurate. Just be careful with the words you use. You wouldn't want people to think that you actually like the guy by saying representative. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Third thing I want to talk about is uh, news groups downloads. There's tons of places that you can pay $40 and they will hide your identity. And I don't, I don't use torrents. I don't use Kazaa because they've been suing people. I pay somebody 40 bucks to hide my identity. How does that they, work? Um, basically, what you do is they catch everything. So, you know, like you type in Google and they catch, like, all the Internet they sort of do all the thing with the torrent files. Mm -hmm. You download off their server um, at a higher speed. I usually get about two megs a second. Wow. Um, and, um, like, yeah, I can download a whole album in, like, less than five minutes. Um, I, I pay them $40 to hide my identity because I got caught three times. Um, really? For downloading music. And my, that, how much did that cost you? What happened? Um, nothing. They just gave me three warnings and said that if I get one more warning, I'll be uh, banned from life. Hmm. Well, so, from Com Comcast. so basically what you're saying is that uh, the professional downloaders, the ones that are really doing serious downloading and want to protect themselves, they have ways to do it. So these laws are really going to catch the uh, the single moms and the, the young kids and the you know the people that are unawares of the options that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a computer since 1992. So, I mean, I, I, and I had a program. I know how to 3D model. Right. You know, so, I mean, I'm pretty computer savvy. Yeah, they're never going to catch the the, uh, the crackers or the hackers. They're going to catch the innocent people. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call, dude. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. It's Ian here with you, by the way. And Mark. 800-259-9231. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features for free. We've got all kinds of great stuff on the site. We give it all away. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So it doesn't matter what category you shop in. 41 categories, you name it. Whether it's high-ticket uh, electronic items to bathroom supplies. I mean, they sell it. They've even got a grocery store now at Amazon. So head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can buy news, uh, used items, new items, and we get a cut if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. By the way, Chris had his information a little bit off on the, the McDonald's case. The guy that just called in uh, saying that a girl was strip-searched in front of customers at a McDonald's, uh -huh. not quite accurate. It is the, uh, the same case we talked about. I believe it was earlier this year. 
Uh, it happened back in 2004, and we uh, we talked about it extensively on this program and gave sort of the play-by-play as to what exactly went down. Uh, ABC News is reporting right, it was the hoax thing. Right. It's going to trial now in she- uh, Shepherdsville, Kentucky. The victim of a hoax strip search at a McDonald's restaurant testified Thursday that she didn't leave because she was afraid of what might happen if she did. Louise Ogborn said a caller directing the strip search threatened her if she didn't cooperate. She said, I was scared and I was petrified. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if this was my last day on earth, said the 21-year-old woman. Now, um, they go into the story here, but basically what happened was this guy called up, a crank caller called up, posed as a police officer, and managed to get the manager of this particular McDonald's to suspect Ms. Ogborn here uh, of theft. And they wanted to bring her into the office and strip search her to prove that she didn't actually have the things that she had allegedly stolen. Once they actually managed to get her out of her clothes, then things got very bizarre. Uh, Ogborn, whose testimony was punctuated with tears, said she doesn't remember any details from the ordeal that lasted more than three hours, during which she was forced to undress. And there's video of this, by the way. Uh, during which she was forced to undress, be strip-searched, and perform sexual acts in an office at the McDonald's in Mount Washington. Her testimony is expected to last most of the day. She's suing McDonald's, and this is a, this is a problem I have with the case, claiming it failed to warn her and other employees about a hoax caller who had already struck other fast-food restaurants, including several McDonald's across the country. Ogborn is also suing former assistant managers Donna Summers and Kim Dockery. Summer's former fiancé, Walter Nix Jr., pleaded guilty last year to sexually abusing Ogborn during the 2004 strip search and is serving five years in prison. Summers entered an Alford plea, uh, Alford plea, meaning she didn't admit guilt, but she acknowledged the evidence in the case to unlawful imprisonment and was placed on probation. Now, I think it's absolutely fine for this young lady to go after the individuals that violated her. Just because you're on the phone with somebody who claims to be a police officer doesn't mean you can get away with the I was just following orders excuse, which is what Mr. Nix might have possibly have said, though he did plead guilty. So, I mean, if he were to put up a defense, he might have said, well, it was a cop. I thought it was a cop, so I was just doing what he said. Well, you didn't know it was a cop. It was someone claiming to be a cop, and that's certainly not the way most police jurisdictions operate. They don't call up someone over the phone and have them do their strip searching for them. At the them. same time, the little girl could have said, look, I'm leaving now. You know? Um, I mean, I understand that it was her boss and her boss's, like... What what happened? It, was her, it was her boss, and then later they called in the boyfriend to assist. I mean, it was very bizarre. The right. thing went on for three hours. It, it was, was it, torturous. It's in, entirely the, the the strangest thing I've heard in quite some time. But she had the the she could have walked out of that office at any time. She could have, though. Mister Nix might have been an imposing, frightening, large man, and she was, I think, seventeen or eighteen at the time. She's only twenty-one now. Right. It was back in two thousand four. So, I mean, you're looking at an eighteen-year-old little girl. She's she's frightened. She does. She's probably her hey, look, first this job. This is the same eighteen-year-old girl that you would you would say is old enough to decide to have sex. You would say that she's old enough to decide to drink. I agree with enough, all that. Right. But old that enough to decide mean... to smoke pot. She's old enough to decide that she can walk out of that office when somebody's telling her. I understand that. Just, that. Take her shirt off and jump up and down. I understand that, Mark, but people are conditioned in this country to follow orders. They're conditioned. Oh, now, now you're, you're taking her power away. I'm not taking her power away. I agree with you. She should have walked out, but I can, I can sympathize with her and, and, and understand. I can sympathize to some extent. I can understand that you think there's a I don't know if I'd give her any com- money. You, you, you are being told by your boss that there's a cop on the phone demanding that these things be done. 
And it, maybe she's not the brightest girl in the world. I don't know what the, pressure maybe she the was boss under. isn't either. I don't know what pressure she was under. I don't know what the situation was like. I don't know how intimidating this guy was. Okay, there's all kinds of factors here that that have probably played into the reason why she didn't just walk out of that room. I'm not going to second guess her on that. I think she made it. You know, she should have walked out. But it's it's what happened. Okay, she shouldn't be suing McDonald's over it though. And, of course, she is because it's a litigious society, and McDonald's is the one with the deepest pockets, and she's trying to cash in. And I think that's sad. I think it shows that she's uh, that she's just uh, she's an opportunist at, the, at this point. She's, she's turned into an opportunist, well, as though McDonald's has yeah. any culpability for the, uh, the actions of its individual employees. I'm in not saying case. that McDonald's doesn't have a certain level of culpability. They have a small level in this. They probably should have told all their managers after they'd had multiple incidents across the nation of uh, people calling. and uh, It's probably like two incidents. I mean, it happened to different companies. It's not just McDonald's. This has happened at Burger Kings. It doesn't necessarily result in the strip searching they, and they torturing. They did say in the story that it happened multiple, which could be two. Right. Um, at McDonald's, and they, that's plural, and it's said across the nation. So I don't know. You know I, I don't know ever... what the evidence is. I would have to look at that as a juror. Again, it, is, it a, is it the responsibility of the McDonald's Corporation to inform the managers of every store of a potential crank caller? I mean, that seems a little ludicrous. I, I think that um, if, if a uh, crank caller is targeting... McDonald's employees, mm-hmm. absolutely. McDonald's has a certain amount of responsibility to protect its employees inside of its walls. But think about this, Mark. I mean, if you're a manager of the McDonald's and somebody calls up and says, this is Officer Edge, and I just want to, you know, I think that one of your employees has stolen some money from me and I want you to search them, many managers are going to say, well, why don't you come down here and then we'll talk about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they're not going to, you know, they're just going to blow it off as another crank call. I imagine they get crank calls Frequently, I've crank called the McDonald's before, okay? So, I mean, you're going to see it just as another crank caller. You're not going to necessarily call the district manager and say, hey, there's somebody on the phone that called and claimed they were a police officer. We should send out a memo to every single store. I'm not on this jury. I don't get to decide who has the most guilt. To me, the person that has the most guilt is the guy who called. The guy who has the second most guilt. And he got off, by the way. (laughs) Sorry, I think he has some guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy who has the second amount um, of guilt is the, uh, the boyfriend guy. The one that has the third is the manager gal. The one that has the fourth is, um, and and I don't want to even forget the gal that's that stood in the room. She's got yeah. some responsibility too. Right. The little girl. I think McDonald's, um, if if they had just a couple or few, uh, two or three incidents um, at that point where it had happened across the nation, maybe they shouldn't have sent out the all points bulletin to all million McDonald's in the United States. But if they if it had happened a hundred times. To a hundred different McDonald's? Yes. Then McDonald's responsibility grows. Every time it happens, it grows. I can see what you're saying. An attorney for McDonald's said in opening statements that the company had policies in place and had warned employees in an effort to deal with the strip search hoaxes. Uh, W.R. Patterson, attorney for McDonald's, blamed employees' mistakes for the sexual assault. Uh, and, and again, individuals are culpable. Individuals are responsible. That's where this needs to end. But it's not. I imagine... I imagine since she's such a uh, cute little girl and she's got such a sad story and she's you know she's on the stand crying, I imagine that the jury is probably going to award her some sort of multi-million dollar settlement here. That's that's my prediction. Just because, well, look at all the fr- frivolous lawsuits and you know all the insane settlements that have been paid out over the years. Ogborn and her attorney also read on Thursday from four journal entries the young woman wrote in the months after the assault. She wrote, "I just ask why me." I can't think of any reason why I deserved any of this. 
I wonder if I'd be better off. I wonder what I'd be like if I blocked it out. Would I be a little better off? I just wish the pain would go away. She testifies she has nightmares and is so afraid of the dark she uses nightlights in her bedroom. On Wednesday, a mm-hmm. psychiatrist who met with Ogborn testified she suffers from pro- chronic post-traumatic stress disorder. He says that her symptoms will never fully go away. Lawyers from McDonald's and the assistant managers sought to portray um, the expert as a professional witness who would testify on behalf of anybody for a fee. Jurors also saw a segment of surveillance video of the strip search. Nix is seen on the video ordering a nude Ogborn into various positions and searching her while he talks on the phone. When Summers would enter the office where the strip search took place, Nix would stop searching Ogborn and cover her with an apron. This was by the instructions of the man on the phone. Now, that doesn't... Uh, ex- that doesn't excuse what this man did by following his orders. <laughs> I'm amazed that he got off. No, 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 no. The man on the phone got off. Right. The guy that was I'm taking the orders got off. Uh, the, the guy was David Stewart on the phone, was charged with making the hoax call. He was acquitted by a jury last year. And, you know, what's most interesting about this case is how it ties into people's subservience and obedience to authority or what they perceive of as mm-hmm. authorities. All of in this case, it wasn't even a man in a uniform. This was just somebody on the phone claiming to be a police officer, and he got various different adults to follow his orders to the T. We really need to start questioning authority in this country. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.